Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another edition of the We Are Cavan GA Podcast brought to you by McAvoy Supervalue in Virginia. I'm Damien Donoghue and on this show we're going to be looking ahead to the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship Final and the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship Final. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor with the Anglo Celt, Paul. You're uh, looking forward now, we're, we're, we're down to the final six in the championships, I suppose, and, and the final weekend, it always brings a bit of a buzz around. It does, yeah, it does, and this year we have the intermediate and junior finals on in a, on a double header, which isn't always the case. Uh, sometimes the county board, and you wouldn't blame them, would, would run one on a Saturday night, one on a Sunday, and maximise the gate receipts. This year it's a double header, which is brilliant, like, so we've got two uh, very close games, hard to call, both of them and uh, I think it's going to be brilliant now we're talking here on Saturday morning Damien I had a dream last night I, I like, had I a like dream Martin, <laughs> Martin Luther King um, <laughs> the dream I had last night was that Valley McHugh beat Drummondy by 17 points to 8 now read into that whatever whatever you want but that is the dream I had so if anyone's listening in that might possibly be some sort of an omen yeah, that that's it, it. There's no way there's going to be that big of a gap in it, <laughs> or that your dreams are really bizarre. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking truly as a drum lee man, I, I I can't I can't agree with you on on your dreams, right? But it'd be funny if it did come true. Um, I suppose well, you go. we'll stick we'll stick with the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship, and uh, we caught up with both managers. We'll start off on the the uh, Ballymacue side. I caught up with Stephen Baxter. <laughs> It's this time of year again. It's it's familiar area where you're back in the county final once again. Yeah, I know it's great to be back there. Um, there's a rain probably start the year, maybe even from this time last year to get back here. But this is only step one. I suppose the, the biggest step of the whole of kind of getting over the, the final hurdle, which is what you know as well, Damien. It's not that easy done. So it's it's, it's all down to the wire on, on Sunday against a very good Jungle League team in fairness. Yeah, look, looking back over the championship campaign, I suppose you would have been most people's favourites at the start, yourselves and probably Drummolee were the two teams that people were, were looking out for, but um, you, you started the championship very well. Wee bit of an upset against Drung where they, they came out very well organised and, and caused you problems, but you steadied the ship again before quarterfinals and, and, and have, have got yourself back in good form with a really impressive display against Knockbride last weekend. Yeah, I suppose ourselves and Drummolee, like um, the two Division Two teams in the championship, and it has nearly always been the case in the junior championship. The teams that was playing at the higher standard have done well. Need to say you're playing a higher standard football than you would be down in Division Three. Um, I think probably need to say that probably Drummolee was 
people's favourites, but I, I, I was fearful of Kildallan probably mm. the start of the year as well, but um, not, not bright upset them. I was at both not bright games, and um, I thought not bright played well both days against them. Um, yeah, we played well against not bright. I think probably the fact that we got such a head start in the in the first half, it kind of knocked stuff and have a very young and upcoming not bright team. I think there will be a, a team for the future in coming years, but. I think the standard of junior standard, junior championship football is quite high in, in Calvin is probably higher than a lot of counties and then um, there's probably four or five maybe six teams that come in the junior championship probably one of the most competitive in the whole lot anyway yeah, I suppose when when you look back, it's it's the first year of the restructuring where the number of junior teams has gone up by two this year, with with um with, with the addition of three being relegated from intermediate last year. So, uh, of and this is your second, this is your third junior final. Sorry, as McHugh manager, but when you looked at the, the task ahead of you at the start of the year, this surely was the most difficult year of all. Um. Yeah, but I suppose the guys, the guys, um, we focused after last year and was there, I suppose number one, our aim was to stay in Division 2 and that was the first thing we, we haven't quite stayed in Division 2 just yet, but we're probably well on track for that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's never easy. It's never easy. Like I know what you're saying about the restructure, but last year only four teams came out of the group. This year, eight teams came out of the group. Eight teams, eight teams out of 11 came out of the group. So mm-hmm. maybe in one ways it was a little bit easier and other ways, it was a little bit more difficult as well because if you didn't start well in the championship and you came good towards the end, you got a little bit of momentum as well. Yeah, it's very true. Looking ahead to the game at the weekend, it's throw-in at 2.15pm uh, in Kingspan Brefney. Have you a full, clean bill of health? Thankfully, yeah. Uh, we have a full bill of health this year around them. So, yeah, we're looking... All the lads are looking forward to it. We train Tuesday night, every night well. And we'll probably maybe like run around there on Friday night and then it'll be... All minds and eyes focused on on, on Kingsland Brefni on on Sunday. And looking at the game, where do you see Drummolies threats? You've obviously been watching lots of games throughout the championship. I've seen you in, in Kingsman Brefni and around the county watching lots of junior club games. So you'd have seen Drummolie before. Um, yeah, I've seen it once or twice. All right. Um, I look at they're, they're, they're physically strong, and someone pointed out to me during the week they have ten guys with intermediate championship medals. So. That's going to surely stand them too. So, look, we're supposed to be found out in a couple of years. It's all in the day. So, you can have things set in your mind on certain things. But it's really from 2.15 to maybe 3.30 on Sunday, that's, that's the real test. Yeah, it's out of your control. Stephen, you, you've got a long career ahead of you in management because you're not letting it go to the drummer man here at all. So, fair play to you, but very best of luck. Well, not the very best of luck, but some luck. <laughs> Thanks, Damien. I wasn't expecting anything else on here. Yeah, so that's Stephen Baxter there, um, Bally McHugh manager, a real good club man. Um, and we'll stick with the managers a little bit earlier on. We caught up with Michael Tynan, the Drummolee manager. The aim at the outset of the year, I suppose, was to get to a championship final. So I suppose at this stage, it's so far so good. Yeah, Paul, it was. Yeah, we look at the two teams that we look for was to be as competitive as it could be in Division 2 in the league. We got promoted from the Division 4 last year up into Division 2. Um, and then we said we'd we'd have a look at the championship there after that, you know. That was the that was the plan from the beginning anyway, you know. Yeah, and uh, how would you describe the championship so far, Michael? I suppose it's 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 been a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. These championships, but it's been a slow burner. You kind of just getting through games. This was a nice way to be going into a final. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we haven't. To be honest with you, 
you know, a lot of the kids were started fairly slow, um, but um, look at um, what they are. They must get there and what they are, to be honest. You know what I mean? Um, we just, you know, back a couple of weeks ago, you know, we, we decided we, we figured we were just peaking at the right time. Do you know what I mean? That was the, that was the big thing. Um, and look at winning games and updating that well is, is a good sign, really, to be honest. You know what I mean? So. It's a very, it's a very good sign of the character on the team, and that the, that a few games, let's say the Shannon Gales game in the group, and even in the knockout stages, a couple of games they were tight, and uh, Drumley stood up strong at the end. So I suppose you're happy with the character the boys have showed. Ah, yeah, I'm sorry. Look, the lads are more hard. There's a good bit of experience in that in that team as well. And the one thing that, you know that we don't do is we don't panic. You know, um, any of the games there, the week under passion, we didn't. We didn't panic, you know, we'd come in at half time and get organised again and go out and go out in the second half, do you know what I mean? And, and it's a good bit of experience around the team. It helps a lot, you know. Uh, plus, there's a lot, of, a lot of young fellas coming in there. I would, last couple of games there, we'd have four or five lads playing that would never have played in Bradford Park before in Championship Football, you know, so. And they're, they're, they're standing up to, to the challenge. I think there's lots of leaders in that Trummer League team, like you've got a lot of lads with ah. media medals. Ah, there is. Look, there's. There's a lot of big leaders, like Andrew McCormick's a team captain there, you know what I mean? And there's a, a series leader, you know, um, you know Kevin Dunham, Derek Affney, you know, and then look at you have a mix of, you mix of lads there, Lee Dunn, they're playing in the middle of the field, they when he was early 20s, great player, you know, and they're all leaders, you know what I mean, Phil McCarty, fullback, you know, so, um, look at, as I said, Paul, we haven't played, <laughs> we haven't played that terribly well yet, but, you know, um, We'll not be afraid of the county final now, to be honest with you, you know. Yeah, and would you be confident that the that the Drummer League boys will experience of the big day, a lot of them, that the, as you said, they won't nerves or won't be a big factor or anything like that. That they'll they'll probably oh, Yeah, absolutely. No, look at nerves are not coming today, that's one thing anyway. And the boys have prepared well and we've done a lot of work, you know. Um, and and as I said to you, the one thing is we don't panic, you know. If it's not happening in games, we don't all, you know, start panicking and Russian town, we just just settle in and settle in and we get into the game. Do you know what I mean? And every game that we play in the championship apart from the modern game, um, we're under pressure right up to the death. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And look, it's just some games that won. Last ten minutes, you're able to turn the score in the last ten minutes of the game, that's that's the best you can win them, do you know what I mean? And I'd say the county final would be no different. Now having said that, we'd like to be getting to a better start in games, you know what I mean? We're, we were slow to start. Even in league games were slow to start, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, that's why we don't panic because we know we can come into games, do you know what I mean? And and in the in the third quarter of every game, we just torn the screw that little bit, and with ten minutes to go, if there's a point or two in either way, we're well fit to get across the line, you know. And I suppose it's no it's no surprise that the two teams in the junior championship that are playing in Division Two of the league have come through to the final. Do you, do you think that playing against the higher standard of teams in the league has helped Trumley? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, even I I spoke to I spoke to Stephen Baxter, a good friend of Stephen's, and my neighbour Stephen's. Um, you know, I spoke to him after we played in Ballinan to beat us by four or five points at Haven and, you know, we said it, you know, we probably may end up making the semi final or final down the road because playing in Division Two definitely while Division Two was tough for us, um, and we stick to some heavy beatings in it. You know, we were still competitive in a lot of games and we're still we're still hanging in there, don't we? With two games left in the league and, and you know, we plan to be in dear to stay, to stay in Division Two and I think we still will, do you know what I mean? But definitely the pace and everything is totally different, do you know what I mean, compared to we say last year we struggled last year on the reverse side of that playing Division Four football and playing the Division Championship. Yeah, and yeah. It, it didn't, it didn't work. You know, and this, yeah, year, this year has to, it's the reverse. Do you know what I mean? And it, it definitely helped us. You know. And um, on a personal level, I suppose going in against Valley McHugh is probably it's probably a, a, a 
I wouldn't say a tricky one for you, but a, an unusual one that that you're going in against a club that you know so well. So, um, will there be sort of mixed emotions there for you? Ah, look, it's, yeah, look, but it's sport at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean, Paul? Look at that. Because I'm reaching out, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm sitting in the bottom of the queue almost. Do you know what I mean? I've been underage football for the bottom of the queue and, and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And I would have coached some of the bottom of the queue players at underage level, the lads that are playing next Sunday against us. Do you know what I mean? Um, so look at it. It is. Look at it. I've been trying to do something different. But look at it's sport and the game of football. And at the end of it, you know, we'll still be friends or whatever. Do you know what I mean? We'll give it the best shot for there and whoever wins it, wins it. And it should be friends at the end of it, you know. Yeah, so Paul, that's the, the two managers, that's their, their views on, on the final. But look, at we, we we go to the real expert, Paul. How do you see this one going? <laughs> Who are we going to? we got someone else in here. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's a very intriguing final for a number of reasons. There's a few different uh, strands to it. I suppose the fact that Valley McHugh have been a junior team for a good few years now and have sort of bottomed out in junior ranks and started their rise again and have hit it sort of at last ceiling and they can't get over the line so far in the junior final on the other side of it Drumley definitely bottomed out they went from senior to, down to junior but I think their their rise started again about 18 months ago they were in the bottom division of the league and they won it they won the Breffney League they won a reserve league so they have picked up a couple of trophies in the last 18 months or so and uh most of their players learned their trade in senior ranks or at least in intermediate ranks, um, which makes it very intriguing because Bally McHugh have definitely shown the better form in this championship. They've put up a huge score. I think they've scored, I don't have it in front of me, they've scored something like 870 in the in the junior ranks. Uh, they scored 314, I think the last day, 312 the day before that, uh, 121 against Shannon Gales the day before that. So they're... The last game that they didn't really perform was against Strong when they lost by three points um, in the group stage. Since then, they've been in very good form. I, I like the look of Bally McHugh. I think they're, it's the best Bally McHugh team. It was interesting, Stephen Baxter, when I put that question to him for the Celt during the week, he, he was very coy and he laughed and it was like, oh, no, they're, they're good lads, blah, blah, blah. But when I put it to Christopher Rooney, the Bally McHugh captain, he said, yeah, without a doubt, he says he's playing 10 years with Bally McHugh seniors and this is the best team. And uh, so, and I think it is the best team. I think that they've a lot of pace and power. Stephen Baxter said to me that they don't do much strength and conditioning, but uh, I think maybe he wasn't giving away many trade secrets because they look to me like a team that put a lot of work in in the off season last year. They bolted up. If you look the likes of Mark Cairn in there, he's in tremendous shape, like physically very strong and jumping out of his skin. You know, he's a huge leap on him, and the, the, that's the kind of profile they have in their team. They've got Dylan Cairn as well, very pacey, bombing out from from wing half back. They've got um, plenty of punch up front as well. Barry Kiernan on the 40. And also, of course, the big one is Liam Buchanan, who it's a, a county senior player, is a rare gem at, at uh, junior level. And they have one, and he's very good. And he's, he has competed with the Kerrys and Mayos of this world in National League football this year. So that I think they're... And also, I should mention, Anthony Baxter, I think he's been hmm. exceptionally good centre-half back. So I think Bally McHugh are, are in a good place um, and they have the experience of last year. And they I think they'll, they won't be caught by surprise by anything that the final might throw at them this year. Like when they lost to Arva and they lost uh, to Corner Fane, the game got away from them really in the early on in the second quarter probably of both those games. It's, it sort of got, got away on them and they never really lo- looked like winning it afterwards. I don't think that'll happen. Now, on the Drummer side, as I said, 10 intermediate medalists started the last day, as you pointed out to me, Damien. And like that's a, that's unbelievable. That's an unbelievable level of experience. Considering it's not like these lads are 
40 odd and hanging around most of these lads are still late 20s early 30s have a lot more football in them so that would suggest a team that has probably been underperforming in recent years and maybe have found themselves at a level too low for their ability so that makes that very from that point of view that's very interesting as well throw into the fact that makes the fact that you couldn't say Drummondly have really played well in this championship they've sort of scraped games they won the quarterfinal by a point against against Kill they were losing at half time by a point against Shannon Gales last week they came through it and a lot of that was down to the Shannon Gales defensive formation it took Drummondly a long time to figure out how to break them down but they did break them down um, they lost to Ballymac 12 points to 7 in the first game as well which is probably 10 or 12 weeks ago at this stage so Drummondly have sort of I wouldn't say they've limped into the final but they've ground their way into the final Um so sometimes we, it, it'll be hard to evaluate how good that, that, that was for them until after the game tomorrow, to be honest, because sometimes it can be good to come into a final not having hit your best form, but you certainly haven't peaked. Other times, you know, you have a wide sample of games and you can say, well, look, they're the better team because they've played better for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, also, think back, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Damien, think back to 2010 when Drummond won the Intermediate against Drummond. In my, my recollection of that is that Drummondly didn't play brilliant before the final in that in that championship, and 100%. yet they played brilliantly on on the day. Would that be right? Yeah, one hundred percent right. In fact, coming into the quarter final, it didn't look like Drummondly were going to compete at intermediate level, and and things just clicked before quarter final, as in training wise. But the performances didn't click until that final against Drummondly. Yeah, and it's interesting that the Michael Tyne and the Drummondly manager, who's a, who lives in Bally McHugh and coaches Bally McHugh as well, which is another interesting part of it. But it's interesting that Michael Tyne said nerves won't be a problem on the big day. He was adamant about that. So, like, a lot of these Drummondly lads have done this before. They've they've sort of scraped away into a county final and they've hit form and really been invigorated by the big stage. So that w- that would be another plus in Drummondly's favour. I think it's going to be very, very tight. Um, I don't think there'll be very much in it. And it'll probably come down to which team takes their chances. Um, and Drummondly have been pretty economical I know they were against Shannon Gales anyway like they do have good scoring forwards Keen Bourne and Darry Gaffney obviously um, Eamon Quinn as well the handy wee player who's worth, worth a few points Kevin Donahue as well is a good man to get a, get a couple of scores got it 1-1 I think against Shannon Gales in the group so and again against Mern Eugene or sorry come on and got two points against Shannon Gales That's right, yeah. to win it for a minute and then again against Mern Eugene or against Kill in the quarterfinal so that, they do have a good spread of scores Um It'll probably come down and it's a cliche to who takes their chances. And if if all other things are equal, I think there might be a little bit more pace in the Bally McHugh side uh, than Drummley. I don't know if Drum, if this is the quickest Drummley team I've ever seen. So I'm going to stick my, my neck on the line and say that Bally McHugh will win it by maybe two points. But I think it's going to be very, very close. Jesus, Paul, be careful. That's, 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 that's a massive, massive call to make there now. Jesus. No, nobody, nobody's expecting that to happen. Be brave with your... <laughs> nobody, in the, nobody in the Donahue household. Nobody in the Donahue house, anyway, no. Ah, look, it, 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 the reality is Bally McHugh will go in his favourites because, and, and rightly so, their form is is better than Drummley's form has been. The, the only... And, and if I was looking at this from the outside, if I wasn't a Drummley person, I'd say, look, Bally McHugh will win this game because they're the better team this year. But the only thing, and this is probably maybe my heart leading me head, if Drummolee play to potential, if Drummolee's big players play up to their potential, I think Drummolee would be a better side. So it's just, it's can they play up to the potential having maybe not reached those heights so far this year? That's that's the big one for me. Yeah, that's, that, that, is, that is the big thing. Yeah, like... But, 
Drummond Lee are surely better than they have shown. Like we know the quality of players that they have, and those lads have done it at a higher stage. Mm. Um, and if you were if you were to pick a combined fifteen between Bally McHugh and Drummond Lee, I think it would be seven, eight either way. So there's there's not much between it. Drummond Lee might have the little bit of edge on quality, but and they say you know class class trumps um, form, but I just think time will tell. Tomorrow will tell. Yeah, I think it'll, it's going to be hard for them to just shake themselves out of it and really click on the big day. But they've done it before, so I'm really, really looking forward to that game. Yeah, should be very good. Throw-in is at 2.15pm in Kingsbury Brefney. We'll have full live commentary here on wearecalvin.com, so spread the word, get onto social media, tag us um, on Twitter and on Facebook that it will be live on wearecalvin.com. The only place you'll get full live exclusive commentary of the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship Final is with us on wearecalvin.com. Moving on to the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship final. And earlier on, I caught up with the Ballyhays manager, Kieran O'Malley. Kieran, it's a place that you're, you're used to, intermediate finals in Cavan, and I suppose you're the past master at this stage. Oh, I don't know about that. Like, um, I was just lucky enough to, to, to be there in 2014 and 2005 with, with Cullen as well. And, you know, it's another, it's another big day for Ballyhays, so look, we're all looking forward to it now. Most of the work is done, so we have to concentrate and performing on Sunday. Yeah, I suppose you say most of the work is done. There's no point in cramming for the exam at this point. But the work has been done. Bar the, the blip, I suppose, against maybe then in the last group stage, you, you've been playing really, really well throughout the championship. I know Bill Torbett asked questions in both semi-finals, but he's come up with the right answers. Yeah, and that was that was you know the, the Bill Torbett game. Bill Torbett are playing Division One football, which stood to them, and they're a very good side. And you know, as you said there, you know they asked severe questions, and, and in fairness to the lads, they answered them on the field and. As a group, that's what we're trying to do: is learn and evolve, and, and that's what the lads are doing. I know we had a, we had a, a, a very bad performance against Dan, and you know, in fairness to them, they learned from that as well. But you know, and it's one thing that we have to be wary of that we don't repeat that Dan performance on Sunday because the video will be in big, big trouble. Like you know. Yes, but looking looking at the the year you had, Sean McCormick was an injury worry earlier on in the championship, but he's come back and he's he's been absolutely brilliant for you, especially in both semi finals against uh, Beltor, but when it was a real tough battle. Yeah, Sean, you know, he, he, he got a bang against Beltor or against um, Buster's Bridge, quite accidental, but you know he was out for a couple of games, and you know to get him back into the middle of the field into the end room was, was very important for us and. You know, there's, there's there's a whole lot of lads competing around that area, the middle eight, and you know he's just one of the lads that are stepping up from the last few games. But uh, hopefully there'll be other couple, other couple of lads will do, take the take it on and, and do the same on Sunday. Yeah, and the uh, in the forward line, I suppose, is where you're you're most impressive. You have some some top quality forwards that would make any team in the county. Kevin Tierney, David Brady, there, whether he's operating midfield or in the forward line. You also have. Martin Connolly, who, as I was saying to a few, kind of goes under the radar a wee bit. Colm Riley winning ball and doing the simple things right. And then the talisman, really, this year is Pork Moore. Yeah, Pork's playing very well. Um, as, long as, as long as we keep him on the field, um, probably for the last <laughs> couple of games. But, um, yeah, look, they're all they're all playing very well um, as a unit. But the ball into them as well is, is very, very impressive too. And, and you know, the, the midfield and defence take a lot of work for that. And in fairness to the lads themselves, doing a lot of their own ball too. And we've asked that of them, and, they, and, and that's most important as well, that they're not just waiting on ball to come in, that they're actively going and making the work, making the work rate happen for themselves. Yeah. Any injury concerns ahead of the Sunday's game? Uh, no, we, we, we have a clean bell held all year. We have a couple of knocks, uh, no more than any team will come after playing a couple of games, especially against uh, as intense to air against Beltorba. But, we, you know, we have no real worries going into the game. Barry Kelly, 
should be uh, fit and uh, Barry Riley's come, coming back from suspension from the first Baltorba game so he'll be available to, to uh, for selection as well yeah, so full full clean bill of health for, for Ballyhays. Going for their second intermediate title in, in three years, I suppose. It's it's kind of the, one of those situations when you win it, you don't ever want to win it again. But when you find yourself back in that situation, you have nothing to do but come out and fight for it. Exactly. You know, and on any team, whatever time you've been, they have to just go and try and win it. Um, and, you know, it just happens that Ballyhays are in the intermediate this year. And, you know... We're one or two now that that they can have the chance to win it, like you know, and that's where we wanted to be at the start of the year. We ripped people's hands off to be in the final. We're here now. It's just up to us now taking that opportunity on Sunday. Yeah, so that was Kieran O'Malley, Ballyhays manager, um, looking ahead to the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate final to get the Shercock side. I caught up the manager Francis McPhillips. Francis. I suppose first and foremost you're delighted to be in the in the county final. Absolutely delighted over the moon. Uh, couldn't have asked for any more now at this present time to be in a county final uh, over my own growing team where I grew up and played all my life. Um, it really is an honour and a privilege to be in this position at this time. Yeah, you, you, we, we were just saying before we, we came on air that your your timing of your run has been has been excellent. You've really lit up the, the semi final after being beaten by Drumgoon in the earlier stages. To come out and put in such a convincing performance must be satisfactory for a, a manager. Absolutely. Like going back even to the Larry game, the only one that probably believed that we could win that game was the group of players and the management in the dressing room. And like we changed up our training from last year. Uh, really try to hit this form at the right time. So, thank God it's just coming all together at the right time, and hopefully there's one more peak again for the final. Yeah, how important looking back on the two teams, both have experience of intermediate finals. I suppose going back to the the intermediate final when when you lost out to Kilishandra, the performance was excellent that day. Just couldn't quite finish it off. But these lads, it's not a new experience for for most of the Shercock group. No, absolutely not. I'd say a good 10 to 11 players of that team are still there, thereabouts, and probably still some sore wounds that will probably drive them on that little bit more. But we're trying to just forget about years ago when it's kind of present now we want to drive on and make uh, near now, really. That's the whole thing to put into our heads now, and it seems to be working so far. Yeah, well, in, in the here and now, I suppose there, there's a lot of a lot of stars on the Shercock team, but you have the standout in front. You have your county senior captain in Killian Clark and Niall Clerken, who's really hit form at the right time up front, which was something probably Shercock needed. Oh, we're, we're always kind of missing that star touch in the forward, in the full forward line kind of thing to get the scores to constantly come up with one to two, three scores, one two each game. Like we were missing that over the years and. Thank God Niles just kind of clicked. It was always in him. Like, I remember in O'Reilly Gales, him and Ryan, always, there was always two scoring forwards. It's just really getting the belief back in themselves, which they have now in the minute and they're flying. Yeah, it's good to see. I suppose, though, you're not over-reliant on any one player. You've you've uh, scores coming from the half-back line um, as well, which which has been a feature of Shercock so far. Yeah, Damien McIntyre and Philip Clare can notch in with a score to each half, like uh, each game, which is a big, big plus. And they've good feeling like both Damien played a forward and Philip played midfield for Riley Gale. So, one thing about they're not afraid to shoot anyway. That's one good thing. So, <laughs> I suppose a lot of that comes down to if if they're being given out to for taking too many shots, they'll, they'll stop shooting. But obviously, that's not something you do. You, you keep encouraging. 
No, I'll keep it good. The only thing I'd give out to them is uh, balls into the keeper's hands. That's the one, and I don't give mine a fella hitting it wide. Absolutely not. Have the pop if you get in the position. Have confidence in yourself to take it, and if it lands in the keeper's hands, it's the one no-no for me, really. Yeah, so well, just you, you've said it at the start. It's 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 your, your own club. The, the players you watched grow up and, and and come through the underage ranks and had some success at underage, be it with with amalgamations or or on their own. But how how big would it be for Shercock as a club to to lift the Tommy Gilroy at the weekend? At this time and present, the town is uh, kind of on its knees with a few deaths and different things. Like the flag at the at the football pitch has been at half mass for about six weeks, so. It really, really is coming at the right time to give time to give the players and the town the lift it needs. Like it's, you think it was an All Ireland final here in Sherbrooke at the minute. There's flags and banners everywhere. It's really, like the whole lot. Everyone's coming together. Like and at the start, probably a lot of ones thought Sherbrooke has no hope, just that and the other. But now the town and everyone is really behind us, which is good to see. Yeah. So Paul, on this one. Um the, the bookmakers have installed Ballyhay's massive favourites or big favourites here. I think it's four to seven, seven to four. Um, do you see that big of a gulf between the teams? Uh, I, I yeah, I, I'd say the odds are about right. Um, you couldn't price it any other way. If you priced any other way, there'd be a deluge of bets on Ballyhay's, and, and that's no disrespect to Shercock, but Ballyhay's have have been more impressive in the championship to date. Now Shercock are definitely hitting form at the right time. Like Shercock have improved beyond all recognition since the since the group stages. Like they were, I think they were six two up against Drumgoon in the group and ended up losing that game by four or five points. They yeah. lost to Lara, um, they scraped past Corner Fame by a point. They beat them uh, by beat two or three, was it? They beat them by yeah a couple of points, and then they bet then again the second time around. I know Thomas Edward Dunne who went off, but that that sort of kick started them. That gave them great confidence, and they played well that evening. Well enough, I suppose. Mm. Just kicked a lot of frees in the second half. In the quarterfinal then, they were very good. And um, they continued that form against Ragoon the last day. when it, That was their best performance of the season. Now, it goes back to the old cliche that, that Mickey Hannon always says, that, that Emma Coleman used to say, that when you the hardest thing to do in football is, is follow up two really standout performances back-to-back. And that is a hard thing to do, especially when such a big revelatory performance has come in a semi-final question is can can Shercock replicate that in the final and they will need it like I think everyone would agree Ballyhays are, are a better side than a Jungoon team without without McGarry and Fannin so I think I think they will need it the big plus for Ballyhays is that that they survived an almighty test against Batorbert over two evenings and that that's a huge huge plus for Ballyhays going to the final because I, I asked Shane Briar the Ballyhays captain about that and I, <clears throat> I put it to him straight I said look Maybe there was a, there was a feeling out there, as there is about any any team with really good flashy forwards, which Ballyheads have, that they might be a little bit soft, there might be a bit of the fancy down about them. And I said, you know, GA fans in general are suspicious of, of skillful players. And um, Priority says, well, yeah, he says, and we knew that that Beltorbert were going to um, come out and be extremely well organised and extremely physical. And he said it wasn't the physicality of Beltorbert that upset them it was that they just missed chances at the start of the second half in both games and that's why he thought those games were so close but they were they were four points up with seven or eight minutes to go down in Bombay um, last Friday week and uh, Beltorbert came back with four points in a row and Bally Hayes showed, showed their character to come up and get the last point for Michael Brady and I thought that was absolutely massive that was a huge statement by, that, by Bally Hayes that they were 
you know, they're not just skillful and freewheeling and putting up big scores and flat track bullies type type thing. They're yeah. they're actually willing to go into the trenches. That said, there's there's no more gutsier and and dogged team than Shercock, and they have a nice bit of class as well. Um, like we all know about Killian Clark, Brian Sankey, but, but Niall Clark, and of course as well the county player. But they also have other good operators. Right, like Brian the, Clark, the, the, the gutsy and the dogged and the class, all all in those three players. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, well, it is all there. No, in like, fairness, like, great athletes, and yeah. they, they have it all. And Sankey in particular has been in very good form as well. Yeah. But uh, I, I think, I think uh, what has torn around their season has been the the form of Niall Clarkin. Shercock traditionally struggled for scores, and uh, they've, they've basically, I wouldn't say they've found a new forward, but Clarkin has found a rich vein of form in the last couple of weeks. So he, he scored two two. I'll be it was two penalties I think against Lara to knock Lara out in the quarterfinal which was a massive win because uh, Lara were right up there with the favourites um, he continued that the last day he was absolutely brilliant against Ramgoon he was yeah. electric and the, by accident or design they've found a, a, a system of play now that suits them they're playing exactly to their strengths which is a great thing to see and they're getting men back they're breaking out quickly and there was one passage of play in the semi-final which summed it up for me where Killian Clark uh, made a mark in the middle of the field um, he immediately came down with the ball he had Ryan Clerken coming off the shoulder he, he slipped off the Clerken Clerken looked up uh, first time foot pass into Niall Clerken in space he pulled over the bar and that was that was the way they tried to play the game against Ramgoon moved the ball as quickly as they could isolate Clerken in space and if they can do that they know that he'll have the pace to beat almost any defender when he's in this kind of form so I think this game I think this game could possibly be even tighter than the than the um, intermediate or than the junior game I think uh, absolutely, it's going to come down to the matchups more than anything because you made the point to me off air during the week, Damien, that that Shercock match up very well against Bally Hayes, and I think they do. And I wonder would Bally Hayes be able to handle Clerken because the Bally Hayes defence is like there was eight, of the eighteen players who played in the intermediate final two years ago for Bally Hayes, only nine of them played against Bultorbal last week. So it is it's more or less a new look team, and most of those changes have come in the back line. Yeah. Like the midfield line of Connor Lyons and Sean McCormick is the same. Uh, the forward line is mostly the same. Like you've got uh, Connery, Tierney, Hort, Hort, Kevin, Tierney Moore, David Brady. Miley, David Brady. Yeah. They're 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 nearly all the same. But it's it's the back line where the changes are. So it's amazing. I think there's five under twenty ones in the back sevens. You've got your working goals, Desmond Riley, Stephen Kane. So the oldest player in the back line is Mark Brennan, and the next oldest is Shane Brady, and the rest of them are under twenty one. That's right, Mark. So Marcus Duffy, yeah, actually Marcus Duffy was absolutely brilliant against Batorva last week. Mm-hmm. So like, those lads have stood up really well. They've been exceptional. Like Gary O'Rourke in particular has been exceptional since he came here. But I, I think it's their biggest test is coming now this Sunday, that back line. I think an awful lot of it's going to come out of the back line. The Bally hits forwards will will score a certain amount. I think they've got so much quality and so much options up there that the, I can't see them drawing a blank. I think they'll put up a decent score. But, coming uh, back to... Look, Coming back to 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 Ballyhill's forward line on it, and I I personally think and I, I you look at the significance of Porrick Moore against Bill Torbert the first day he went off on a black card early it ended up a draw could have gone either way Ballyhill's could have lost that game Ballyhill's were four points up or three points up in the replay Porrick Moore gets sent off on a black card again and. Beltorbert pull it back. He like it was very evident in the first semi final. Porrick Moore is the focal point of that Ballyhays attack.